This is a sporting discussion, talking sports of all sorts. My name is AJ Mithen. I am joined by Andrew Donison. Andrew, how are you? Very well, thank you, AJ. Absolute pleasure to be back in ASD Stadium We're with you. Back in ASD Stadium after our what, Andrew Demetriou style six week <laughs> mid season break during the peak period. It, it's it's not the wrong time to go away, AJ. It is a perfectly acceptable to to have a break in peak podcast season. It's never anything wrong. Refreshing with having for a long the peak break. for the finals. Of podcastnation.net. Yeah, well, top top four teams always know how to peak themselves for the right part of the season. What are we Thank talking you. about today? Oh my lord, have we missed a bit since we've been away, yeah, AJ? It's been a bit on. Did you know that the NRL is basically going to stop to exist as uh, as an entity. That oh, because of all the crisis. All the crisis. Yeah. There's not going to be anyone who wants to watch it. There's not going to be anyone who wants to listen to it. Mm. There's not going to be anyone who wants to referee it. The AFL, well, then they're going to change it. They're even worse off. It, it's not going to be the AFL anymore. It's going to be a complete new game. They, they introduced us to AFL X at the start of the season, and it Ugh. seems as though they want all games to, to be like AFL X. So... We've starting, missed a bit. Starting positions, goal squares that are three times the size like a soccer yeah. goalkeeper's area. Yeah. We've also missed a little bit of cricket and the reaction to the three banned Australian cricketers and are they actually banned? So doesn't seem like it, does it? Well, they're banned from, from the national team and that, that's what the ban was for. Of course, yeah. they're allowed to go around and play in the Canadian Premier League. and Probably earning more the, money than they would for Australia. But we'll get to that at another time. Yes. Because we have been asking a lot of questions on the social medias during our break. Mm, Just we so have. That when the bosses look, they see some activity. <laughs> I like the Excel spreadsheet. Uh, on... We are public servants from way back. <laughs> we know how to do it. We've been getting to at ASD underscore radio on the Twitter or Facebook.com slash a sporting discussion or even a sporting discussion.com.au, our wonderful website. One other brand new wackadoodle mechanism is it's still via the Twitter box, but it is a voice recording Thing, AJ, I don't yeah. understand it. So you need to, you you need to take it from here. You need to explain it to me and also to the listeners. <laughs> the technology, the technology. Right. We are partnering with the great people at VoiceBite, uh, who allow us to grab 15 second clips from you, our beautiful listeners, uh, on whatever topic you want or whatever topic we ask. Um, yep. uh, any question you want, anything you want to say, uh, you can go. We'll, we post a record button every now and again on our social media uh, channels. You hit that button. You can sign in by Twitter. You can sign in by Facebook. You can sign in just as an, your own account uh, on VoiceBite and then have at it. You can leave us all sorts of messages and all sorts of things. So it's just a matter of pressing the red button, the red record button and then say in your piece. Is that right? Press the record button, sign in uh, one of those ways. Yep. Ideally, uh, if, you are, if you click the link on Twitter, do sign in through Twitter. If you click the link on Facebook, do sign in via Facebook if you're on Facebook. Seems logical. Account. Yeah, uh, that makes things work a lot, a lot better. Uh, I found out doing trial and error my own way. What did we ask of the people, AJ? We asked, there's been a lot of aggro, Andrew. Oh, no. We missed it. It. We've been off sunning ourselves, yeah. you know, having a wonderful time and just enjoying umbrella drinks and such, and we've come back to just a, a cesspool of rage. I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I don't we, like all of this. We try to be positive. Yeah. So we're so we're skewing positive this week in our in our return return podcast after a lovely, lovely break. Actually, you mentioning that, that I'm gonna 
I'm going to go back to that at some point. The uh, the, the no, agro- holidays. The ag- oh, I'm always going. I'm <laughs> no, always the, going back to the aggro holidays. on social media. And yeah. Oh, so yeah, I've, all right. Save that for the end. Yeah. All right. All right. But, so we we asked. Uh, we'll just rip, rip through this quickly before you get into it. We asked people who their favourite sports broadcasters were because mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of that. You see a lot of I hate. Oh out yeah. There. Yep. Or so and so is a knob or whatever. No, but no, no. They're a flog. A AJ. flog or a gronk. Depending on where people are listening, yes, from. which side of the border, uh, the flunk grog, flog gronk border, <laughs> I think from New South Wales to Victoria. Yep. Um, and we also asked people just tell us, tell us some good things, tell us some good things about the sports world. Yeah, what do you like? What do you like? What do you love? So uh, before we get into the uh, which which commentators are, are favourites, who do you like? Because I I actually saw. Uh, a, a documentary last night on Wayne Gardner, the preview of the Melbourne International Film Festival thing. And it reminded me of Gordon Bray because it did Mm. had a a late 1980s sports report. And it was it. And I love his voice. Like watching the, the rugby test matches, his voice is just beautiful. He's one of my absolute favourites. Built for broadcasting, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just smooth. Drew Morford as well. Drew Morford had a voice that was beautiful for sports broadcasting. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. He used it across by cricket, uh, Australian rules, athletics, all of that stuff. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, I don't know. Come back to me. All right. I will. I will. But who do you like other than Gordon Bray? <laughs> oh, I am... Um, I quite like the... The recent so in the cricket, I like the recently retired players that have been brought in to do the big bash. So Ricky Ponting, he he's amazing. He tells you what's about why someone, what someone's doing, why they're doing it, and what it's set out to achieve. And then you watch that happen, and you're like, "That's yeah, cool. That's, that's, good. that's yeah. what I want from a commentator. I want them to say, "Hey, this is happening. This is why they're doing it." Um, Steve Rebilliard. He, he, was, he was ABC, wasn't he? Yeah, for a long another time. one who just has that voice. It's yeah. beautiful. But no, my all my all round favourite is Peter Donigan. Yeah, I love that he goes from calling the uh, 100 meter men's final at the Olympics one week to coming back to Australia and calling the VFL or the, or the <laughs> VFA as it yeah, was. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it goes from the from the peak to not the the peak. <laughs> But I it, liked um, well rounded. Speaking of well rounded, I liked um, Warren Smith, who's on yep Fox NRL. Yes, called a lot of sport uh, before he settled in Fox NRL. He's really good. I like him. Um, I like I do like Chris Coleman, who uh, yeah, does yeah. the uh, Australian Baseball League. Yep. A lot of the stuff there. He covers the Canberra Cavalry, our Canberra Cavalry, Ghana Cavs for a lot of for a lot of their stuff. But he also um, calls the big games, and he's been over and called Australian big Australian games and tournaments and things like that. I like listening yep. to him. He's got a good good flow to it all and pieces of things together. Good stories. I like Narrowly Meadows. I like the how she's sort of come in and almost taken a, a niche in the um, the market of in recent times of actually telling a story about players so there's the show that her and a couple of others have and it's just she really drives it with some great interviews as well and gets the so Ben Crocker from Collingwood Footy Club talking about uh, his family and the, the issues that he had to, to deal with there it's just the ability just to sort of sit down and talk with someone and get them to tell their story. I think that's really, really good. Mm. Brenton Speed. Brenton Speed's good. Now, he we got contacted by Roach on the Twitter. Mm. I like Roach on the Twitter. Mm. Um, 
who says, while some are flat out naming four players per team, Brenton Speed is across four codes and doesn't miss a trick. Yep. Don't see a lot of that these days. Do nah, you? It's, incredible yeah. stuff, incredible stuff. All right, well, we got a couple on the voice bite, and let's just have a listen to those. Yeah, Brayton Astor shouldn't be let anywhere near Fox commentary. Probably goes the same for AFL, but I really don't care about AFL, so stuff them. They can choose all the ex-players they want. They enjoy the punishment as well. I'm a fan of rugby league commentator Andrew Voss. He's quirky, he's fun, and he's just a big fan of the game, and you can see that, and he knows what other fans want to hear. So, um, yeah, good commentator. That was two good friends of the show. Karate Warrior on Twitter. <laughs> Not a fan of Brayton Astor. Love a bit of Karate Warrior, but he raises an interesting point about ex-players, ex-players. which we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, one... I'd, I was just thinking the an, another one of uh, my favourites, and it's a, a new one in the the cricket landscape is Mel Jones. She's not only doing the Australian; she's been going around and doing heaps of the T Twenty tournaments around the world, and is absolutely brilliant. Our very, very, very good friend over in the West, Danae Gibson, also recommended Mel Jones. Ah, uh, yes. Now the second voice before yes. we move on. The second voice was our first ever guest host here, Stu McLennan, mm. who's uh, over in. Uh, Athens at the moment, uh, coaching coaching rugby league over there, if you can believe that. As you do. Yeah, uh, we'll post some links to uh, Stu's gear because he's a pretty good writer um, in the show notes. Now, as well as voice bite, which we got, we got a fair bit of people through on the Twitter and the Facebook. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Danae, we've talked about. Roach, we've talked about. Uh, the starting block fellas, the boys, Damo and Greeno, out in Western Sydney out there, mm-hmm. they say it's hard to go past Ricky Ponting. He is a class above in the commentary box of this generation's commentators. Damn right. So they are well in well in step with you, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Dave Gertler, who is also a very good friend of the show and the creator and uh, brains behind the Australian Podcast Awards. He loves Yelena Dockick and Jim Courier. I, I really like Jim Courier. Uh-huh. Jim Courier is an acquired taste for tennis commentary. A lot of people don't like like him, but I think he's great. Yeah, okay. I've not heard Yelena Dokic. Uh, she has only just started yeah. in, in the commentary, but all right, I, yeah, I've not, I've not heard her. I've certainly heard Jim Courier, <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind him. The I, in- I think Jim Courier is great, but it's the thing that you talked about with um, Ponting. He see because he's a former champion. He he sees things before they happen. Yeah, and he sees things while they're happening that we don't. No, because we're just Joe Schlub sitting on the couch, you know, with a hand in a pack of chips. Yeah. <laughs> just go, oh, I could have got that. Yeah. And then Jim explains why no one could have actually reached that because yeah. of the angle and the spin and the pace yeah. that was put on the ball. Like, what yeah, a, all right. Whatever, whatever. Jim. Yeah. Fine. You flog. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it... it it's good to I, I like these sort of things getting people to say actually what they like mm. because uh, yeah there's a lot of aggro a lot of angst yeah we also got Andrew McDougall who is a good friend of the show he's a good friend of ours on Twitter mm. uh, he likes Jason Bennett who calls uh, the AFL and VFL games yep uh, for Channel Seven I think he calls some other stuff as well he also d- oh no I'm getting him confused so does he do boxing as well. Or is that the guy who does the sports betting ads that I always get confused with Jason Bennett? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You're not drawing me a good picture. Okay, I'll, I'll get back to that. <laughs> There's a few ex-sports journos and current sports journos who flog sports betting, so it could <sighs> yes. be anyone, really. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. No, that's it. Yeah. I like Jason Bennett. Jason Bennett, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
No, we've well, been we've positive. Been positive, Come positive on, this week. Do you know who I do like? And this is a slightly controversial like. Oh, okay. And if you'll permit me a segue, I did write about it in my weekly NRL column on the raw.com. Uh, dot au mm-hmm. and it's Matt Matt Nabel. Now, if that name is familiar to listeners, it's because he's actually quite a, a decent actor who has been in a number of shows and uh, were, were played Razal Ghul in the Arrow series over in the states. Oh. Uh, did his own movie called The Final Winter. Uh, about a rugby league player, washed up rugby league player coming to the end of his career. Um, All right. He's been, I can't remember that, I think it was one of the underbelly, a couple of the underbelly series. And now, but he calls calls rugby league because he's a former, uh, he played in the New South Wales rugby league back in the day, um, back in the 80s. Played a few games and then he went over and played a few games in England. And so he's come back and he's done, started doing commentary here on Fox Sports. Mm. uh, I've not heard him. Is he good? I like him. I think he's good, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> so what, what is it that you like about him? I think it's, it's infectious calling. Um, I like to hear... Oh, okay. So I he like gets excited. Hear, uh, Warren Smith is the same. We were talking about just before. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. You can okay. tell that they're not trying to bung on that a dud game is something that it's not. Yep. Um, and that's yeah, that that's something that's really going missing these days. The ability to project what's happening in front of them. Now, the, the reasons why people don't like Matt Nabel are because he ten, he it's his first year doing all of this. Yeah, he's kind of been thrown in the deep end in the big with the big kids uh, mm. league, the NRL, and so he's he's got names wrong every now and again. And he was calling one fella. He was calling a uh, a Knights player by the name of a Cronulla player for almost a whole game, right. and the Knights weren't playing Cronulla. Uh, that, so that's an, that's an issue. So there's the stuff up, but that's the producer's fault. You got to have a producer in your ear going, "Oh, you might, you know." It's both of their. That faults. guy's not that guy. It's also the it's the person. Well, someone the gets the name wrong, but anyway. Yeah. But that's you know I don't mind I don't mind that I'm not going to sit there going this has completely ruined my enjoyment of the game. There, there, there's actually an interesting point. It's one that uh, the Roach did bring up, but the getting the names wrong, it irks some people a lot more than it irks other people. Yeah. And, I mean, you you look, West Coast Eagles, Brad Shepard and Mark Lacroix, they look like they the, look same the same person. Yeah. So if there's a pair, pair, passage of play, <laughs> it's fine. If you lined up the Newcastle Knights team... <laughs> With their back to you, like yeah. you're commenting on it. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult. Well, I, I reckon that one of them wouldn't look like a Cronulla player, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I so, think it was... No, he was just getting the name confused. But I like I like Matt Noble. I, okay. don't, I don't care if anyone knows it. Before we move on, Andrew, we've got to pay the bills, and that means a seamless live read advertisement. Would you like to get underway? Round four of the club... Sorry, yes, I would, AJ. Thank seamless, you. Seamless, seamless live read. Round four of the Club Raw Awards are now open. You can submit your videos, your sporting videos, for the chance to win a share of 10 thousand dollars yes sports videos yes yes the raw australia's largest sports opinion website is giving away ten thousand dollars to local sports players slash team slash clubs all you need to do is send a video of you or someone else playing glass grassroots sports to club raw 
And it doesn't have to be the, the funny one of a guy asleep and getting hats and chicken and whatever put on yeah. his head. It can actually be you doing something good or one I, of your friends doing something I, good. Ideally, something good that happens on the field. On the field. Yeah. They will promote the video on Club Raw and also put you in the running for the Club Raw Awards. 10 grand on the line. Find out more by searching Club Raw or go to www.clubraw.com.au. That was smooth. I could hear yeah. Santana and Rob Thomas in the background. <laughs> well, that, you know, so smooth. Haven't missed a beat since coming back from holidays, have we? No, no, not at all. Now, shall, shall we move on? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. I want to call an audible here, Ooh. and I want to talk about. You don't even know what that means. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Well, wow, you were studying yeah. while we were away. <laughs> I, I want to. I want to talk about concussion. So this is something that we've touched on a little bit in the past, and mm. I, I think that to have a bit of a more of an in-depth look, we certainly need someone who's a lot more experienced than us. Yeah. But there's been a few concerning things in recent times. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on three different sports. In AFL, Ben Jacobs from the North Melbourne Footy Club, he played a game, and then North Melbourne had a bye, so they had a couple of days off training, Jacobs was training, and then on the Thursday, so basically 12, 10 to 12 days after playing, he had delayed concussion sim- symptoms, and he's going, oh, I'm not right. So he didn't play that week, and then he played one game, and he's been a late withdrawal for three matches. He hasn't played for the last five weeks, and mm. they've now just said, hey, stop training until all the symptoms have subsided. So that's really scary. They can't pinpoint an incident in any game that, or in any training as to why he's having these concussion yeah, wow. symptoms. So that's pretty scary. The women's soccer, there has been a report come out saying that females who play soccer are more at risk of brain damage by heading the ball, from heading a football. It could be five times more extensive so and it was actually yeah a, that's a the, uh, a genuine report in a radiology yeah, journal concussion from heading the ball in soccer has been around for a while or well, not not uh, concussion and brain damage I should say yeah and people thinking um, and studying it and those sort of things have been around for a while in soccer but there's, I haven't seen something as as loud as this so what's quite interesting is the the lead author Michael Lipton said researchers and clinicians have long noticed that women fare worse following head injuries than men, but some have said that's only because women are more willing to report symptoms. So I, oh, yeah, I we're find all that being tough guys. Yeah, we're big, big machos. But they've gone. Well, based we can't on, remember that we hurt ourselves. <laughs> yeah, based on our study, which measured objective changes in brain tissue rather than self-reported symptoms, women do seem more likely than men to suffer brain trauma from heading soccer balls. Wow. Yeah, and then it goes even worse to the the third of the the three little pieces I wanted to talk about this. The NFL. Now they, yeah. we know what's happened over the last probably five years where with the concussion and the, the impact of that really coming out. Mm. Approved NFL concussion settlement claims have reached 670 million Australian dollars in yeah. less than two years. Now they put aside, uh, 
now what was it? It was projected to settle 538 million worth of claims in its first decade. Yeah. And it's they had did 680 that in, yeah. in two years. Like, two years, well, actually, yeah. sorry, 18 months. Yeah. 6.7 mil is the, the most extreme case. The first it's just incredible, isn't it? And what makes it more incredible is that average, I was looking at this thing the other day, um, for some other stuff I was looking at, but mm. the, um, the, Average NFL career is less than two years. Yeah, okay. And But the amount of punishment and the amount of concussions, the number of concussions and the amount of brain damage that's going around is just phenomenal for the way they play the game. Yeah. And they've just instituted a rule um, which is you can't lead with your head if you have the ball and you can't tackle with your head you can't lead with your head if you're tackling. You know what that means? So you can't like yeah, you can't ram put your hand, head down, put your head down and dive at someone. And if you've got the ball, running backs in the NFL get the ball and basically curl up into a ball to be compact as they can. Yeah. Which literally putting their head over the ball and driving forward with it. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of discussion over in the USA now about how that rule is going to ruin the game and destroy everything and this, that and the other, but it's you know, it'll stop guys getting knocked out every forty seconds. Yeah. So th- this is it's it's pretty scary. You, you talk to or you listen to people who talk about the concussions and the the effects that they, they have and some people not been able to remember their sporting careers like Greg Williams who played AFL he's got some some horrible issues but it, it's really quite scary and yeah I, w- I will try and get uh, a doctor someone who has a little bit more of a yeah, be good understanding on to talk about it because it's huge and it's only going to get get bigger and we talked about boxing and how they in the Olympics they actually removed the requirement to wear a helmet. Yeah, because it was more dangerous to have a helmet on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't see what was coming from the side, and also you're a little bit more confident, and you put your head where it shouldn't be. AJ, this episode might be a little bit commentator heavy, and we have talked about commentary in mm. the past. Well, it's the hot topic. We know what we topic. like, and people know what they like. And one thing that was raised by Karate Warrior, and has, has been raised by a lot of people, including ourselves, is the ex-player as commentator. Mm. Now, well, not, not really commentator as a commenter. Analysis, uh, special comments. Yeah. Just commentary. There's not a lot of actual ex-players doing match play-by-play. So let's just keep play-by-play out of it. But is that... Apart from Brian Taylor. Is that part of the issue that these these ex-players are being bought in and all they're doing is they're, they're sitting there and they need to provide some sort of analysis, but they're not necessarily able to because... They haven't really been trained in, well, in they're what they're to, doing. They're there to do what um, what you said and what the starting block boys said about Ricky Ponting. Yeah. And uh, you say, and Jim Courier, yep. here's what happened. Here's what, here's what I think will happen uh, based on my years of experience in the game. Um, yep. This is how that play unfolded, you know, all those sort of things. Rugby League is really good at that, and you wrote about this in your article this week on theraw.com.au, where you talked about six things that you're that you like because yeah. with all the negativity, you're just like no, nope, let's get positive. And you talked about the the phrase that entered the 
NRL commentary lexicon probably 10 years ago. And if we freeze it there... Yeah, anyone who's watched the Rugby League on Channel 9 has heard that before because that's what happens after a score. Uh, the commentator, let's say Peter Sterling, um, they run the tape back to show the, you know, the play the set that gets you to yep. the play, key things that happened on the lead-up to the score, and then they break down how the score happened, as in, you know, half-back faked out, threw a dummy to this guy, you can see this defender go for it, which pulls him out of position, and then you can see him over here, and then there's wide-open space for an attacker to go through, they pass it to him, he scores. Yep. Uh, with a lot of, you know, a little bit of scribbling on the screen here and there. And because it's the ex-player, they they have that air of... of um like professionalism or the you, you go yes well they got the credit the credibility I, the of the having, credibility. having done it before yeah, yeah. or having you know or trained someone coached someone to do it before yeah. so on Fox Footy Channel about three weeks ago they had the player takeover and they just got a bunch of current players to to sit in on the shows where they'd normally have your normal like Jared Waitley and Mark Robinson uh, etc and. On the couch, they had the first, on the Monday night, Patrick Dangerfield, Nathan Jones, and Phil Davis. Watching fifteen minutes of that, it was clearly the greatest fifteen minutes that has ever <laughs> been on a, uh, one of those shows. Yeah, on why? Fox why? Because the players they they took the time to explain from their perspective why things were happening on the field, why they wanted certain things to happen off the field. They talked about the the changes of rules that were being mooted and they they sort of they explained it from a player's perspective and a coach's perspective as mm. to how it would actually work and what would actually happen rather than oh, just so the so the impact the actual impact on the playing field. Yeah, okay. the flow yeah. on effect of that. And they were they were so open, in, and, and I think that's that was why it was but so that's, good. That's that, that's rare, isn't it? Because oh, that's current rare. current players. So that's not going to happen. Our ex, no, no, it's not. But it shows. What's that, the difference fr- from those guys to the ex players? Like, because surely they would come from the same school of thought. Well, that's the thing. I think that there are two types of of ex players. There are those that are very good at analysing. So Peter Sterling is an absolute master yeah. at it. Phil Gould's great at it. A lot of people are great at yeah. it. Yeah. Ricky Ponting is great at it. Mm. But then Phil you've Kearns, got... good on it. The, yeah. the union. You've got Braith and Astor, who, as Karate Warrior said, just don't let him anywhere near it. You, you've got Jonathan Brown, who has a go-to of, geez, when they look back at that, they'll be, they'll be a little bit disappointed with how soft they were. They weren't hard <laughs> enough going at the contest. Steve Silvani was a bit like that too. And... Uh, David Nates, you know, we've spoken about this before, um, you and I, about how the special comment was, oh, they won't be happy with that. Yeah. You know, so they don't add anything to the thing. But do you do actually, Do you think you actually need a former player in your arsenal for a live broadcast of a game? I don't think you need one, but – and it all comes down to who it is and what, they, what they're actually providing. If it's someone who is on the, down on the boundary and just going – Oh, what I can tell you down here is that this team is playing with one extra player here and they're doing that because of this and it's causing this and it's causing that. If, if they're actually telling you something about what's happening, then absolutely. Rather than giving, trying to just give the, the telecast or the coverage a bit of credit because, oh, look, look at the big names that we have. Mm. So I, I don't mind if ex players are there. 
But you want more. You want more value. They've got. They've got to be. They've got to be given something. Do you Anything. think? That, do you think producers need to be more ruthless in the ex players they bring in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the you can't just pick <laughs> everyone's favourite. You, yeah, you can't a just lot pick of... someone who's a who's a, a lark. Look, without going into whether these people would or wouldn't be good, you look at like at a player and just go, oh. Yeah, that that guy's funny. He gives some really good, um, yeah, some, he some really good quirky interviews. Like, yeah, Sam Friday. Yeah. He, he gives quirky interviews in his in his speedos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But will he be any good actually on <laughs> the other side? Does that convert to decent analysis yeah. of what's going on? So, I, so I don't wrap ca- wrap this up then. What's well, your what's your overall synopsis here? I don't care if there are ex players there or not. <laughs> it's not going to encourage me to watch. What's going to encourage me to watch is people who genuinely can tell you what's happening and tell you why it's happening and, and yeah, give that, give that explanation of what's going on. AJ, I said earlier that I wanted to talk about social media and how people interact, particularly when they're talking about sport. Yes. Because, hey, that's, that's what we're here for. That's what for. we're all about. And there seems to have been over the last, probably over the last three years even, a, a tendency when you are commenting on an article or trying to engage with someone on Twitter to really just be, it's almost be aggressive and just go. Oh, you're a moron. You don't know what you're talking about. Rather than oh yes, engage. the old the old writing off someone else's uh, suggestion or opinion because you don't agree with it. Yeah, and or because there's an apostrophe missing. Oh yeah, well that's even worse. <laughs> but also the not understanding nuance and and I think it's actually come down. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this the other day, way way back when Facebook first came out. It was you and your friends, and that was really it. And so mm. you could have in-jokes, and you could say things and, you know, abuse your mates in a, in a, in a funny, <laughs> jokey way that you all knew was a joke. But now that it's open to everyone, if someone does that, then someone else will just go, oh, mate, you're a flog. You don't know what you're talking about. So there was a, an exchange. Has, has something happened that we need to know about? No, do, no, you no. Want to, do you want to stop the tape and no, hug I it was out? Going, I'm just going <laughs> to uh, talk about an exchange that I had on this afternoon. Do you and need, it was, is there language in it? No, no. It was around the Gold Coast Suns' Tom Lynch. Ah, uh, righto. Now, he is a free agent at the end of the year. He has come out today and said, I am going to be leaving the Gold Coast Suns, which has been long speculated. The Gold Coast Suns then came out and said, all right, we are going to stand you down as captain of the club because he is captain and he's injured for the rest of the year, so he's not playing. Well, let's talk about that after you do your thing here. All right, so Roy Ward. Roy Ward. Oh, from, Roy Ward. Roy Ward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basketball uh, writer. If I'm a young AFL player, I'd have Gold Coast Suns last on my list. Unless Tom Lynch has caused trouble or acted unprofessionally, to strip him of the captaincy and embarrass him like that is poor form. Clubs need to grow up. A player's loyalty is for as long as he's contracted. I responded saying, didn't you tell them he was leaving today? Roy, yeah, but his contract isn't up and he can't sign with anyone else. Why do this so publicly? And someone else has got involved and then... Uh, they they said, oh, you know, he's he's been dishonourable. He's been he's pretended to lead, and Roy's gone pretending to lead. How do you know he's done it? There's just no need for this sort of humiliation. 
And then I, I don't see this as humiliation. Everyone talks about buying as one of the major factors of successful teams. He hasn't, therefore he relinquishes the leadership. And this is the bit where that what I wanted to talk about. I've gone, I can see both sides, but I respectfully disagree on this one. Roy, completely see your point, Andrew, and it's a fair one. Are you Rather, sure that was Twitter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rather than someone You're else. You're a flog, mate. Yeah. Blocked. Blocked. Exactly. Just going, um, the only entity being humiliated is the Gold Coast Suns. You can't lead a struggling football club from leaving. No, blah, blah. Like just people going, yeah. just. It kind of, uh, social media does lend itself to a launch, launching into out of proportion attacks, doesn't it? Because people don't understand the context that you're talking. Like you might be saying something very calmly, but people just go, righto, outrage, I want to get to it. So I just wanted to, I like the respectfully disagree. Oh yeah, no, good on you. Fair point. Yeah, well done. I want to bring, that's good. That's let's, good, but it's rare. Let's bring that back though, AJ. I'll bring back the respectful discussion. Yeah, let's bring back. No, res- I want to beat up on flogs. 280 flogs characters. Gronks, let's mate. use the second 140 characters to, to say, be <laughs> to be polite and just go, I respect, I respect you to see your, your opinion and, but I, but, but I disagree wrong. with it. No, no, but I disagree with it at this point. Blocked. Get out. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about Tom Lynch. Talk to me about player movement. Well, well you know, you know, uh, listeners of this podcast will, know that I am all for player movement. I want anyone in any sport to be able to go to any other team at any time. Yep. Within reason of a trade deadline. Okay. Uh, because you can't be swapping teams just before playoffs. Why not? Uh, well, you could. But yeah. Come on. Back your, back, back your position. Yeah, all right. Anyone can go anywhere right up to grand final. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Tom Lynch, as you say, I don't know why he was captain in the first place. Doesn't matter. Um, Positive, come on. But they've stripped him of the captaincy, Yep, which is pretty harsh. He's injured not playing for the rest of the year and said, I'm leaving. But he's injured and I believe held himself out from playing for the rest of the year. Not playing, yeah, the not doctor, playing, whatever it may be. The doctor's advice may have just added a few extra weeks on to keep Tom out of uh, injury trouble for whoever his suitor is. Oh, here we go. Conspiracy theory. Come on, mate. There's a lot of money in good health, Andrew, for Tom Lynch. <laughs> um, I, it's pretty, it, considering he's not playing, mm-hmm. fair enough to strip him of the captaincy, I reckon. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And they've obviously, Gold Coast put out a statement there. Um, I think it's Tony Cochran. Is yes. He, is he the president or the CEO? He's one of Whichever them. Whichever one of these, he's high up, and he takes no, no guff from no one. He's no shrinking violet, Tony Cochran. You could see this is what was going to happen. The instant Lynch said, "I'm not going to play for you anymore." Yeah, I'm surprised. It kind of reminds me of a situation. Um, yeah, Justin Hodges. Yes, played for Queensland, played for the Broncos, played for the Roosters. Yep, started at the Broncos as a kid. Yep, uh, told the Broncos he was leaving. Uh, at the start of a season, mm-hmm. or you know, third of the way through a season, Wayne Bennett benched him for the rest of the year, even though, well, even though it was he was a very uh, good player, he was a very good player. Then off he went to the Roosters, did what he did at the Roosters, and then Bennett took him back at the uh, huh. at the Broncos. Uh, Anthony Griffin and then Wayne Bennett, um, I think, unless it was the other way around, had him back at the Broncos. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, things can work out like that. Yeah. yeah. I, Tom, Tom Lynch isn't going anywhere near the Gold Coast again unless again, he has no. to play there. But, but do you think that over the last little while, Australian sport has started to get a little bit more mature with the player movements? A little bit more. Rugby, rugby league, Aussie football, soccer. Yep. 
Um, the baseball, especially yep. the yeah, basketball, yep. uh, the netball. Yep. All incredibly mature, even handed about player movement. No one, you know, has hissy fits or cracks it. I mean, the occasional supporter will not be happy yeah. because it's their favourite player, and that's fair enough. Fair enough. But the AFL is a completely different matter altogether with player movement. Even the mere suggestion of someone changing clubs sets off a fit of the vapours that lasts for months. Yeah, very true, very true. And, and all this crap about, uh, oh, loyalty, loyalty, you're supposed to stay at the one club for the whole time, that, that doesn't happen these days. There's still, there's still the, the AFL fan and the AFL uh, club, yep. clubman mentality is just stuck in the 1950s. I've just remembered why I was Googling rail gauges this morning, AJ. <laughs> yes. So in Australia, the, historically, the rail, the, the width of train tracks has been different in different states. Right, and it's okay. yeah. So it's just ah. Uh, Is that why there's not a very fast train that goes around all of Australia? Yep, and <laughs> it's like it's, it's always been like that. Oh, that's how it, that's how it is. You talk about AFL and the how's not as mature. It's similar. I think I was trying to make a very very poor analogy there, and that well, don't stop. Let's have the, it. It's not. Or was that it? No, no. no. So <laughs> it's now a professional. Sport, it's not like it was back in the day. It's and even not back just... in the day, it wasn't how it was back in the day. Well, no, true. But anyway. I'm talking about the <laughs> professionalism side of it, oh, the yes. number of coaches that are there. Yeah. It's the player's job now. It's their livelihood. You cannot go back to to having your own train system. You can't have a, <laughs> your, your own statewide train transit support system yeah. when you want to get around the country. That's the terrible <laughs> thing that, that made sense at about 6.30 this morning when I was walking to the train station. Oh, look. But I think that people... Make sense to a lot of people who are going back at the back-in-the-day people completely forget that it's a professional sport now. It mm. wasn't then. It's like, live. If you wanted to go back to money. that... You're going to have to remove the professionalism. People yeah. aren't going to play. Make people work nine to five. And you know what it is? It's money. It's money. Players got to get money. I want my players, I want any player to get as much money as they can yeah, for on. as long as they can because, yeah. I, I was, uh, like I said, uh, NFL average career is under two years. Yeah. AFL average career is under three years. Yeah. And the NRL average career is under three years. And I can only imagine what something like, you know, the ABL, the Baseball League or the NBL – or uh, the Super Netball, how short yeah. an actual, you know, the heroes and legends of sport are outliers. Oh, absolutely, in the, yeah. Uh, in the, it's so rare to play a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. It's so rare to be there for five years even. Just one very quick one on that before we sign off. You can actually play in the under-16 Iraq soccer team for maybe three years they <laughs> they have they've been busted they've been exposed on twitter the mem some members of the iraq under 16 teams <laughs> after they uploaded images of themselves voting in elections last <laughs> may <laughs> so oh, good on them for taking part in the uh democratic, the democratic process, process. <laughs> yeah so they they were proven to be overage oh, the, that's brilliant the, the, the football association has immediately sacked a Officials in response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one just tickled my fancy. AJ, that will do here on yeah. a sporting discussion. That's right. How can people get in contact with us? We are at ASD underscore radio on Twitter. Go to facebook.com slash a sporting discussion. Go to 
Facebook, Facebook, go to a sporting au. You can read me on Wednesdays in the raw.com.au. Andrew, when can we hear you? Monday mornings, 7.15, 3 R. If you're listening to this immediately, you'll also be able to hear and see me doing a Q&A session with Wayne Gardner and the writers and directors of the uh, feature documentary that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I'll be hosting those on Friday the 3rd of August and Sunday the 5th of August, which will be very good fun. Now, don't forget before we go... You can leave us an audio grab at Voice Byte. We'll post the record button every now and again. Now, remember, if it's if we post it on Facebook, go through Facebook, sign in through Facebook. Uh, if we post it on Twitter, sign in through Twitter. You just need to sign in once, and then off you go. You can leave as many audio grabs as you want, 15 seconds in duration. Keep the cursing to a minimum. And speaking of engagement remember the club raw awards take a video at your local sporting club your team's events and if something good happens send it through to clubraw.com.au for your chance to win ten thousand dollars and aj you have your hand up what do you want to say it's good to be back isn't it i'm enjoying being back from holidays back in asd stadium um now we've got a few good things lined up for the next few weeks uh, weeks and months, we've got some good guests coming in. We're going to have some good fun with the voice bites and on the uh, Twitter and the Facebook account. So stay tuned. We're going to have a good time. <laughs>